Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now, let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today, we're welcoming to the program author N.J. Lujan, and she is the author of The Atropos Maker 3, Awakening. Before I bring in today's guest, a quick reminder that the selected interviews are available at our website, as well as on TV on the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV. NJ, how are you? I'm doing great, Don. Thank you very much for having me here. I'm excited to be here and talk about the third in the series, The Atropos Maker 3. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Sure. I am 54. I am a Army veteran. I spent six years in the military. I had a good career in the corporate. And then now I actually am a business owner as well as writing these novels. I live in North Carolina. I have four now, very spirited pups. And that's pretty much it. So tell us about your book. So the third in the series begins years later and now follows Alexander, who is now the leader of the secret black ops team, Atropus. In this book, you're going to read how he tries to balance work at the agency with his family and more specifically his young daughter, Elena. He discovers that he almost would rather be on hazardous missions than basically dealing with dodging bullets with a preteen here. But then his nightmare becomes reality and Elena goes missing. Alexander is exiled, and then he has to rely on one of the resources that the agency cannot take away, which is old retired atropist agents with nothing to lose and who still tend to have a quick draw of their gun. They served under Norma, Alexander's mother, and also who is the maker of atropists and are still fiercely loyal to her. So as the story progresses and a few suspects are beaten and even killed, it appears that every step they're taking is wrong. Now, who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience here? Veterans, first responders, or even any parent or grandparent of veterans or first responders. I think most even parents in those type of high-risk positions when reading, particularly, again, like I said, those that are in high-risk jobs like Alexander's, is going to be able to relate to him. And why sometimes it's easier for him to be in a foreign country being shot at than dodging these rounds with his preteen daughter and explaining why she can't date, why she can't walk streets alone. Alexander, like a lot of parents, understands that the boogeyman is very real. And this novel shows the internal anguish that these parents that are exposed to the depravity of mankind feel. So I wrote this to tell their story. So, could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your book? Absolutely. I think the reader, they'll discover from these characters in this series that the real threat sometimes lies not within our surroundings or circumstances, but within our minds. That PTSD can shape and mold our relationships, our perception of life that the line between paranoid and just simply protective can be quickly blurred. So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? That life can be unpredictable, and it can be very painful at times, despite our best efforts. And sometimes we're forced to endure and accept the tragedy before the light can shine again. 
But in the end, it has a way of working out. So don't give up. We're all warriors in some way. So if you could compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why? I keep hearing Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan series. It's because in the Atropus series, it has elements of techno thriller with knowledge of military technology and espionage. In this series, it has stealth helicopters, I mean, contacts with night vision and zoom capabilities, and even implants that can heal just about any wound. And then there's the political backdrop. Atropus is the government's most elite fighting team called Any Day, Any Time to fight terrorism whenever there is a threat. So what inspired you to become a writer? When I was young, I enjoyed creating stories to entertain family, friends, my drama class, the literature class. And also I became a public affairs office for my high school ROTC newspaper. I loved it. And it became a fantasy to become a published author telling stories that will move or shake people. Then once I was older, after getting basically past mental constipation and finally getting an idea out of my head, that passion was refueled and I became a ghostwriter. It was actually around 2004 when I began writing The Atropist Maker. And although the first working title was different, I took over a 15-year hiatus, and then the passion to write just never went away. So here we are. And basically, to simply answer your question, I love writing captivating stories. Stories that make the reader feel, laugh, cry, shout, uncomfortable, cringe, and of course, cheer for the flawed protagonist. Are you working on anything currently? I do have two in the works right now. One is going to be keeping in the same genre. It revolves around a serial killer that learns what it means to be in the wrong place at the wrong time when the table is turned on him. And then the other one, I kind of crossed over to a younger audience. Not that adults wouldn't find it worth a read. It's going to kind of tug on the heart a little more. It centers on a dog that has had to endure cruelty. So did your environment or upbringing play any major role in your writing? Well, as a previous soldier, it definitely helped mold the characters into believable people. The supporting Atropist characters are a nice blend of the men I served with. I also used my hometown, Martinsburg, West Virginia, as a backdrop in the first, and my birthplace, Washington, D.C., as the stage for the second and the third in the series. And then, of course, as a parent and now a grandparent, I summoned some of those fears that reside in me and made Norma and Alexander suffer the same. Sorry, guys. So what can you tell us about this genre and why you decided to write in this genre? Well, if you ask the ordinary reader, if there's even such a guy or such a gal, I write suspense and thriller novels. I think what I actually write, though, is melodrama. I tend to emphasize the emotions of these characters to elicit an emotion from the reader. I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoy creating that web of subplots to keep the reader guessing, throwing in snazzy technology to make the reader's heart race. But what I really enjoy is when a reader feels for these characters and roots for them, or even takes a swing at the villain. Still, my hat's off to all the suspense thriller authors. It can be very tricky creating the proper foreshadowing or spinning the perfect web to lock the reader in and keep their attention. But definitely, for me, I feel like that I'm more of a melodrama with that suspense thriller element. So what's been your most rewarding experience since publishing your work? 
I would have to say by far meeting my readers and hearing feedback, good or bad. Even receiving a message regarding the plot subplots or the reader's reaction to the end is by far so rewarding. It makes me feel like I accomplished what I set out to do as an author. I want the ride I take the reader on to be enjoyable. I want it to be unexpected. And I want it left feeling like it was obviously time well spent. It's kind of like creating that favorite roller coaster you rode as a kid. You were up, you were slammed down, your heart raced. I mean, you may even cry a little bit. But after those brakes squeal and you're stopped, you can't wait to ride again. So how would you describe your writing style? Descriptive, with quite a bit of subplots, foreshadowing to keep the reader guessing. I also like to write well-developed characters. I want the reader to feel each one of them. When they are hit, I want you to feel the sting of their failure. When they love, I want you to feel the warmth of their love. So very descriptive. Now, your characters, are they pure fiction or do you draw from people you know in real life? In this series, when writing The Atropus Men, I definitely drew from the guys I served with and our experiences in the Army. The rest, of course, is pure fiction. I think capturing the men I served with, doing them justice, was harder than probably purely (laughs) fictional. This series has been a long-awaited dream of mine, and I thoroughly enjoy when a reader reaches out to tell me who their favorite character is and how much they love them, and also feel the reader's pain when the story came to an end. So, would you say you're more of a character artist or more a plot-driven writer? I would definitely have to say, as much as I love a well-written plot, character artist is where I shine. I am a people person and love all the different layers of one's personality. You know, of course, we all have sides to us, and I enjoy writing about that diversity. Well, at least most of my characters. I mean, of course, some of the villains are just outright psychos that we all diligently try to avoid. But I would definitely say character artists. So other than selling your book, of course, is there anything else you hope to accomplish with it? Sure. To introduce these stories that I create to new readers and hopefully to inspire, to open minds, and obviously to touch hearts. And then hopefully by the end for the reader to go grab a box of tissues. So in your opinion, who should buy your book? A mature audience, rather male or female, that has served or has had a loved one serve in any capacity for our country or city. This series takes a emotional glimpse into veterans and first responders' headspace for you to feel what they feel, think how they think, hear what they fear. And in this novel, in the final series, that dynamic relationship between mother and son, father and daughter, are delightfully special. So I would definitely add parents to that list as well. And then finally, even though in the third, Alexander has taken the helm and he's now the leader of Atropus, Norma who is the creator of Atropus and has a strong presence still. Any female that likes to really read about, or any reader that is a veteran or first responder, but that is in those high-risk jobs. Like I said, Norma was a very strong female protagonist throughout all three. Do you have a website? Absolutely. My marketing guru created an incredible website for me. You can check it out at nj-luhan.com. And of course, I have social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, under the NJ Lujan. Could you spell your name for us, please? Absolutely. It's L-U-J-A-N. And the website would be N-J 
www.lujan.com. Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been N.J. Lujan, and she's the author of The Atropos Maker 3, Awakening. N.J., thanks very much for being with us today. Thank you, Don. It was a pleasure to be here. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they, too, have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. Selected interviews can also be found on major platforms like Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many more. And whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, The Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.